Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. All right, Luca Nation, episode 576. We want to welcome you back to Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Uh, and a few things to talk about, man. Uh, right off the bat, I got a few topics, but let me let me popcorn it to you, Cage. You spent oh, the day yeah, in the city. Topics. Do it. All right, first things first. I want to hear your topics. Forget about first me. I literally first. just got home. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, first things first. So um, I'll start here. I'll start very macro because I, I, I'm sitting here thinking we're in the NFT space and things are going well, right? And when we have this saying with Cade, when things are going well, uh, you could never, you don't really think of them going poorly. And when things go poorly, it's hard to imagine them going well again. So we kind of, it's a way to keep ourselves grounded, especially with all the ups and downs and trading and all that stuff it could get in your 100%. head so 100 in in sports cards i wouldn't say things are going poorly but they're not going particularly well uh economically for people right they're not but nft is the nft kind of vibe reminds me a lot of sports cards last year you know it had the run up cars were setting record prices the jordan hit seven hundred sixty thousand. you know people said if you would sell you're not going to be able to get back in right so it was like that fomo that don't sell your Jordan because you won't be able to get back in. Here we are a year later. Jordan's still at record highs, but it's nowhere near that 760000 So I'm curious, you know, the NFT space also feels a little bit like that, you know, where every day we're seeing these crazy, crazy runs, just like we were seeing them last year, Cage. In January, we were seeing cards hit insane record highs. I think there was a uh, record LeBron sale last year, you know, all that stuff. Do you have any take on the market? Do you have any take on what people should expect? How are you thinking about it? You know, because we know these bull runs don't last forever and we know bear runs don't last forever. Yeah. What, what, what are you thinking about right now, economically speaking? Well, I mean, the card market, it's pretty straightforward. You know, um, I would implore people who are listening to take a good look at their collection and then take a good look at themselves. It's one of those look in the mirror for a second, right? And there's no shame in this, right? If you were somebody who came in chasing, you know, amazing, amazing returns, 10x, 20x, you name it, because it was here, right? Um, I said this to Andrew, it gets very mad at me. But those kind of returns, Andrew explains it very well, he uses a phrase called price discovery. Those kind of returns, they come when there is price discovery, right? They come when no one is buying soccer cards, and then all of a sudden, people are buying soccer cards, and then everyone buys soccer cards. The people who get in it early were able to capture that huge return, right? F1 Joe Burrow cards. cards right now. Joe Burrow that cards is, right now. That is the difference, right? So, it, and why I say take a look at yourself in the mirror, right? It's do you want to put in the work, right? If you go back literally to the week last year that Joe Burrow hurt himself, we came on here and said, this dude is a buy, but it's not going to be something that pays off for you next week, next month, or maybe it might even take more than a year. And here we are, slightly more than a year later, and if you had bought in and been patient, you would have good returns on your Joe Burrow cards, right? But, but, that's difficult because that is based on the performance, the on-field performance of a specific player. You could say that the same investment in Justin Herbert at the same time or or you know after the season or beginning of this season with him not making the playoffs would not be the same right you know modern cards you name it burrow is still playing and is now going to the super bowl and justin herbert missed the playoffs so um it's a difficult it's not just throwing it's not just yeah. throwing dart well, I mean, you know, anything runs when there was price discovery it didn't make a difference if you had ufc cards and you were one of the first pers- first people to hold it. didn't make a difference. Whatever it is, UFC cards are not wrestling cards. If you were the market maker or early on it, you did fine. There were multiples there. Now it's more you have to study. You have to watch the games. You have to prospect a little bit. You have to pick players and hope that you are right or try to get the odds in your favor instead of just all right, the hobby, it's going to move. It's going to move up. And here's the the, the, the real little <clears throat> secret sauce here. You, at this time, it used to be you could just 
all modern, all prospects. Because if you put five prospects two years ago, two of them went crazy. Whether they were great or not, they went 10x. Two of them went up a little bit, and the other one stayed flat, even though he was injured and hasn't played for three years, right? Because everything went up, and the rising tide lifts all ships, right? You didn't have to diversify. You were in those high risk because everything new went up. Now, you kind of have to mix in a little bit of the tide is just going to be steady, right? That, that could take some of your risk off. We talked about this yesterday, right? Some of the stuff that the on-field performance has done, believe it or not, Tom Brady is now going to fall into this category for the first time in, you know, decades. He's going to fall into there's not much he can do on the field to impact his legacy. His legacy is now written. You know, folks like that, after they're out of the game for a little while, they become a more steady, slower climber as the market moves and evolves. If you go and take a look at a long enough chart, just like you look at the stock market, right? Any 10-year period, it's going to be up, right? The card market, if you look at Babe Ruth and you look at a chart and you look at it long enough, it's up. It might not be up 40, 50x in a year like some of the other stuff, but um, that's how I feel about the market. I feel like, you know, the collectors who have been here before the ups and the downs, they understand it, um, you know, and you're going to see the, you know, the, the, the part-time carters, the people who came in as investors and became collectors, they're going to have a decision to make whether or not this is worth the grind, whether they enjoy it enough uh, to stay in it without, you know, the ridiculous returns that were there, almost guaranteed. They're all crazy returns. This is the other thing I say to you, whether it's NFT or sports cards. There's someone you can invest in today who in a year is going to be worth 10 times what he's worth now. In some sport, I don't know what it is. It's a tennis player who's going to, you know, show up and, and you know, take over the number one spot in the world. It's a golfer we haven't heard of. It's a, a race car driver who's going to push, you know, Max and Lewis and start winning races. It's a wrestler who, you know, is in NXT and hasn't come up into the big show yet, but is going to win WrestleMania. Um, or someone who's been out for a little while. You know, if you're smart enough to not throw away your Ronda Rousey cards before she came into, you know, the Royal Rumble this past week. The point is there are always going to be plays out there. It's just going to be a little harder for people to find those 10 axes. It's got to be somebody who's in it. And it's the same. You, you draw the correlation with NFTs. Uh, some of our audience hates it. But a lot of the benefits that you get are from being in it, right? Being involved, seeing the news, watching the market evolve. Um, it makes it a little easier to navigate the water. I don't know if that's what you're looking for. And understanding what moves the markets. It, it absolutely is. Next topic. This one, you'll probably have something to say about. Um, and this is this is one. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. It doesn't make me feel good because, and this is going to happen more and more as we kind of, evolve and by the way any of you guys some of you have reached out from star stock if you are looking for placement again reach out we're happy to help but like as we get into more and more companies in the space we're going to see this and i love the guys over at rally but this weirds me out all right so are you ready for it i'm ready so when you invest on these platforms right rally is the custodian and if they get a buyout offer they should have to bring it to shareholders right they do, right? They do. Don't they? Yes. So I have a source who made a buyout offer on a LeBron exquisite card for 42000 48 and 62000 Uh They rejected the first two. And on the second, LeBron was I'll pull the card up. On the second, uh, they rejected the first two. The 62000 one was over the weekend. They never responded. And then today, there was a buyout offer accepted. Okay. So it, it was on this card. It was a BGS8 upper deck exquisite. Uh, here's the card. Go. I can pull up the gallery, but you see here it was $56,000. You saw that cage? Yes. Okay, here's more pictures. I could go back real quick. It was accepted for $56,000. Here it is. Um, here we go. New buyout offer accepted. 03 LeBron. Uh, gross offer 64.7%. It doesn't say accepted, it says paused. Does it say accepted? I, I believe they accepted this offer. I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, but what is that green thing? 
What does that say? That, that shows you the card? Correct. So can you go back and I don't know if you can make it bigger. What does it say? It says they have an offer, right? That's right. So if your source offered more and this is still pending, won't they now feel that new offer? You would think so. But they haven't responded to him. Well, I don't listen. When did this buyout offer come in? This one here that's being reviewed or has been accepted? Because this is what I'm hearing. Someone made offers in the 40s mm-hmm. that were not enough and were rejected out of hand. After they made the offers in the 40s, someone else made an offer here in the 50s, mm-hmm. right? And if you're telling me that offer 56K was accepted, that offer might have been voted on and accepted before your sources offer came in this weekend in the 60s. Thousand percent. So I, I would need to know the facts, or I'd need to know when was the 56k offer. I'm pretty sure rally has like a 24 hour voting period. I'm not yeah. listen, I I've I, I don't know the details on this. I can I can look mm-hmm. it all up. Um you know but but so, so I'm checking as we do this as well. But it, it actually keeps going, Kate. So mm-hmm. if you stay with me a little bit sure. here, I'm ahead. under the impression uh, this card offer has been accepted. Uh, that's the that's the at least the and maybe it's something to monitor. But he, let me show you something. So let's assume not. We have this same card right here, Cage, seventy three thousand with buyer's premium of sixty one thousand. That's golden. When did it end? It's it's still on auction. Okay, four so days it's left. BGS ten. With an eight, eight. The 10 auto with an eight. So, and the other the one on rally is also same eight with a 10 auto, correct? Same exact card. So, we are under the impression the guy that reached out to me is like, I'm the one that put in a $62,000 offer, and today they're asking their community if they want to accept a $56,000 offer. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, he'll correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he was under the impression it was accepted. Um, Saturday announced. So that's that's that. So, what do you think? Do you have any opinions on the fractional sites, volume, any of that, any take you have on it? So th- this is something that uh, one of our audience members has reached out. He was like, "I want to buy this card. I offer them sixty-two thousand. I'm outraged that I see a buyout offer for fifty-six thousand when my buyout offer came in Friday uh, for sixty-two thousand more." Um, well, a couple things. Number one, again, needs to know all the facts on these things, 100%. Um, you know, and we want to, we listen, I'm not, whoever it is who's sending you this stuff, I'm not, you know, crapping on it at all. Trust me, I'm not. If that's the facts, that's the facts. I just don't know whether or not, like, I can see a timeline where this, you know, misunderstanding. Like, if this person made 40s, and then last week there was 56, and 56 was, was, was offered and voted on and accepted before 62 came in. You know, that's what happens. As far as like the pricing, we have to be careful when we look at these, you know, oh, the buyout was accepted for 56 and then the other one's on 60 something now, you know, 60 something, right? Because a couple things. Number one, a single auction can be shilled. So the person who bought this for 56, they could also bid and not pay on golden. Who knows? Hopefully you don't do that. They can have somebody bid it. Whatever the story is, Ken will come after you, so don't do that. But they can. And then while that's at 70 something, they, they get their card and all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm gonna sell this now for 60 something and make their, you know, make their money. The other thing is price discovery happens all over the place, right? If there are, are, are assets that are limited like this and are undervalued, um, it's it's not it wouldn't be nuts to think that that, okay, this can sell for 56 and then also go in an auction for 80. I'll give you a real-world example, right? Um, I noticed that in auctions um, back in late 19, there were a couple of Joe Montana 10s coming out in Golden and PWCC and that kind of stuff, and that none of them had sold in a while and, um, you know, at auction, and that most of the vintage had run up, but there wasn't a comp on the Montana, so I bought my Montana PSA 10 and I buy it now on eBay. I just hit buy it now for $27,000. And that card a month later sold for 70. So it happens, right? Especially on a card you like this. Yeah, well, 
I don't know what it's worth now. You know, it ran and then it came down. Remember, that was right before the big run up the first quarter of of, of 2021 or whatever, you know, whatever the story is, right? So, 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 um, you what understand? Q1 Q1s have always been good to you, huh? Q1s, Q1s is the best quarter ever. Top shot, Q1, NFTs right now are, are doing well, you know, sports cards in Q1. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I definitely have no complaints about it. Q1 is a good quarter. I, I just, I should lock all my Q1 profits in, but normally what I do is I spend Q2, 3, and 4 giving it all back. <laughs> we need to get a vacation, a nine-month vacation, a three-month workload. It happens. So, I mean, listen, one, you know me, man. I am, I'm careful to a T, probably to a fall. The people are going to listen to this me like, Cage, come on, cover your ass, Cage. Um, you know that, um that we are sponsored by, by Collectible. We do a fractional report for them on Sunday. We're going to be at the Mint Collective as well. Um, and we're talking um, you know, now about, about Rally. I think if Collectible were here, they'd be saying to us, guys, the whole, the whole fractional space, we are one of those guys that like the whole space has to do well and we'll, you know, we'll do well and Rally does well. We want them all to do well. And they probably would, would also say that this is a fact pattern that happens. You know, there are multiple buyout offers that come in. When buyout offers come in too low, we can reject them out of hand. Um, when, you know, at, at, you know, we have a voting period. And unfortunately, sometimes we get offers in after something is voted on. I'm sure that that stuff happens, um, you know, and, you know, while it sucks, um, you know, it, it happens. As far as, you know, fractional, you know, the mark goes, something like this, really. And I'm trying to pull it up on my iPad here, but it was dead. Um, I'm trying to. I don't know if you could pull it up, but I'm sure. Offer. I'm sure the most recent is at fifty-one thousand with four days left. Right, but I'm they sure the we didn't bring the offer of sixty-two thousand that our community. Forget had. about the sixty-two offer for a second, right? Okay. What's I'm the status? Gonna... What's the status? Because it's easy to find this out. Go on Twitter and pull up Rally Roads Twitter and see what the most recent tweets are. Not the pinned one. See the most. It'll probably say buyout offer has been received on this card, right? Of fifty-six thousand. Or it'll say buyout offer accepted at fifty six thousand. I'm sure it's right there on Rally Road Twitter. If its buyout offer has been received, right, then you would think, you would think, that the voters who are getting this now will know that this is now trading in golden for twenty percent more, and maybe not accept this buyout offer. You're going too far down. I, I it's not here, Cage. What do you want me to tell you? It's got to be. It's not here, Kate. What's what I'm trying to tell you? It's just on Rally Road here. Okay, I'll be right back, folks. You can hear me, I think, right, guys? And you, uh, I apologize for this. We do not prep for these things, right? We don't prep. I don't know what topic Andrew's I giving. You, I, I gave you all the information. I don't know what you're going. We want to make sure that. Um, you know, that, that obviously this is fresh. You see my actual, you know, take and all that other fun stuff. And we're, uh, you know, we're figuring it all out, right? Wow, they have a lot of stuff going on over on Rally Road. 56K buyout offer. The 03 Exquisite Collection LeBron James rookie card on Rally Road has received a buyout offer of 56000 That's three days ago. So what is it? Monday, maybe? Uh, you know, maybe, uh, excuse me, Friday? And it's paused pending investor feedback. So there, that's the most recent update on the card. But, but, but so that's why I was going back. But yep. they didn't even bring the better offer to their to their people. Okay. So, so. I guess we'll see. Cool. I brought it up. We could table it and see tomorrow or in three days or in six days. Wherever they vote, the shareholders have 48 hours to complete the survey. That's January 29th. So that would be, you know, maybe it's 24 business hours. I don't know. Maybe it's 48 business hours. I mean, that was over a weekend. Okay. We'll see. So I mean, we'll you see, see the, the one below, it says buyout approved, right? So so let's let's reserve judgment on this. And I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. I'm sure you already did this, right? If someone from our community reaches out with something like this, you already message Rob Petrozo, right? No. How come? I'll do it. Okay, I'll, do I'll message it. Rob. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it right now. Guys, we're going to cut the episode short because I'm going to go uh, message Rob Petrozo right now. <laughs> Just kidding. As soon as we're done, I'm calling him. 
Oh, Next I, topic. Shoot. All righty. So people really like your Jim Brown, your Good. Jim Brown comments. So the Alberto Blandon says, thinking of trading my Bowman Chrome PSA 9 Brady in cash for Jim Brown PSA 7. I mean, the Bowman Chrome Brady has had one heck of a run, and it's starting to kind of come down a little bit. Um, so I, I don't even think that's a horrible idea. I really don't. Um, and, and here's why, right? Jim Brown is sort of semi-cardboard relevant, <laughs> you know? But let me ask you something. Besides Drake, you don't have a lot of people going nuts over Peyton Manning's cards. Besides no one I really know, you have anybody going nuts over Drew Brees' cards? These guys just retired, right? And while they have fans who collected them because they are recent players, you didn't hear anything this year about Drew Brees' cards. You didn't hear very much about Peyton Manning. Now, now game years memorabilia and that kind of stuff, sure. And Manning and Brees are both on TV. You know, they do ESPN show. You know, Brees does the games. You know, they've remained relevant, but they still are not I don't hear, and it used to be there were more people going after Breeze and, and Manning while they were playing. I believe that over the coming years, while Brady is the GOAT and his cards will always be great, I believe there will potentially be a little bit of a pullback in his prices because he's capped, right? There's no more MVP. There's no more swan song. He's done enough. He doesn't have to do anything else. But while someone's playing, there's always a little bit of upside potential baked into the price. Always. You know, up till two weeks ago, he could have been in a Super Bowl again. You know what I mean? And and you start to see the cards kind of move a little bit. I'm not, I'm not talking about his, his you know, out of 100, 8.5, 10, you know, um, um, contender's auto that you may not get another chance to buy. You know, and every time it comes up, it seems to go for, for more money in good condition. That's a different story, right? I, I don't know if you're going to see one of those, you know, at a bargain. But the Bowman Chrome, especially in the PSA 9, it's not exactly, you know, the rarest card in the world. I think you'll be able to have opportunities to buy those. And, and yeah, I mean, um, I like trading in a little bit of something that has run for the last year for some vintage that's going to be slow and steady. And maybe some of the money, some of the rest of the money, you can put it to something else. A new young quarterback. You know, something like that. There's that my three. Sense. There's That's my three. three. What's interesting to you, Cage? What are you What are you doing tonight? That's your three. My topic for you, and I'm curious what you think about this, right? Um, it's what do you think about the card release schedule and its impact on? Oh, the NFL. No, oh, NFL, NBA. I mean, I'm going to go more NBA because my play has a lot to do with this, and I want to talk about this, right? Um, in addition to the market kind of evolving, right? In addition to the market evolving, it used to have you buy base, you grade it with PSA, you do all this fun stuff. You know, you can make your multiples that way and things were going up. In addition to that, not too long ago, you know, you were able to buy an investment level card of your guy, not just in season, but when the season started, right? Now, Hoops released last week they're 30 something games into the season that's the first release of the year with their pro jerseys on the same week well a week later flawless comes out from the prior with we're almost at the all-star break as as flawless is being released for the prior year's rookie class that's absurd right and it's only getting worse i'm taking a picture of you because you're frozen with your eyes you look like a devil right now the youtube is gonna be hilarious on this um so, so I'm right here. I'm moving. If you wanted to invest in, how about how about this year's quarterback class? We could do football. We could do basketball. How, I know. What if you wanted to buy, you know, Mac Jones early in the year? You were stuck. You were right. He had a great year. You were stuck buying the Dunras card. You were stuck buying, you know, the the paper stuff and the you know the graded ones were like here and they all of course they've all come down right. Even if you called the right guy, it didn't make a difference because you're not able to buy the right card. And I think it's really having an impact on the prospecting, the fun of the hobby. Like, I want to know your take, right? Like you, you called Evan Mobley as like a stud rookie this year, right? You're going to wait until halfway through next season to buy his Prism card? Because right now the release schedule has Prism coming out basically next year. The secret's out at that point. 
in baseball, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, is prospecting, right? You guys talk about a lot of baseball's prospecting. Why is that fun? It's because you're early. It's actually before they even play major league ball. So mm-hmm. being able to call your horse out of the gate is way easier than calling a winning horse already, you know, with 100, yard, 100 yards left in the race, but they've already ran 900 well, yards. Listen, let me get my play. And you, you tell me, because it's exactly on this, and, and you tell me what you think, right? And how the release schedule stuff impacts that, right? Because it's exactly on this. Because I'm going to give a guy, but it's harder to give a card. We should give more WNBA plays, kid. I have some WNBA, like, wax over here, a little prism blaster if you want to open. Maybe we'll open it on whatnot. But here, it's an NBA rookie from this year, all right? And... You can have everything right here, guys. You can explain why he's good. Explain Scotty why. Barnes. Scotty Barnes is a boss. I like Scotty Barnes, but it's not Scotty Barnes because there's an extra little wrinkle here in my play. But I can't tell you to go out and buy his prism cards. I can't go buy uh, a, a color match or go buy a silver or go buy a blue or a red because, to be honest, I have no idea when those cards are even coming out. And by the time they do, the reason I'm telling you to buy him now will have already materialized and it will be too late. So the you know, what, top- you know why I think it is, by what? the way? I think many, many businesses in the hobby, they want to be jack of all trades instead of kind of an expert of one. And I think Panini is a great example of that. I think they're actually the epitome of that. Of never getting really good at any one thing, but just being okay enough to sustain their business. And you see it like Panini Digital, Panini NFT, they're not putting full force into that. So it has potential, but it doesn't win because there's not enough there. Yeah. With their products, they they have some decent products. Flawless is beautiful, but they can't even get the release schedule on time. So what 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 are my thoughts? My thoughts are exactly everything you said. But but I'm I'm glad there's a changing of the tide. Not because I think necessarily the changing of the tide is going to be better, but at least it has potential to do things different because the way things are done now. It's very piss poor for what the customers want. Uh, the customers want a prospect. They want to have a chance to buy your Pick their guy. That's my guy. Remember? That's what who's, that left over. Who was your guy? Cade Cunningham? So, so I'm going to ask for your help on like what kind of play. Would you go Panini Digital with this guy? Or would you go? So here's why. I think this guy's good, but I'm leaning into the fact that I think he's going to have an amazing second half because of usage. He's already a top five rookie in the league right now, top five rookie. But, but I believe his numbers get even better again because of usage. And that is a key, right? So, so I made money on Devontae Graham, even though he was a 38 year old rookie, undersized, right? Because he was on a team that needed him to score. They didn't have LaMelo yet, Rozier was a little injured. And, you know, sometimes can't hit the side of a barn with the ball. Their young players, Miles Bridges, those guys hadn't stepped up yet. Devontae became kind of the de facto scorer. You have to look for those kind of opportunities. But what's tough is even if you find it now, I'd love your help to tell me what Chris Duarte cards I should be buying. Is it the Hoops rookie? Is it the Flux card? Now, this guy's averaging 13 and change per game. Bunch of rebounds, bunch of assists. Just had a great game against Golden State. Beat him in overtime. Dropped 27. Right? Kept pace with Steph. Had a great game. Scrambles. Gets on the floor. Does his stuff. But I believe that for the second half of the season, he's going to average 20 points a game. That's right. Rookie averaging 20 points a game. Even though he's averaging 13 and change now, that's a big step up. Here's why. Karis LeVert. DeMontis Sabonis. I believe both going to be traded. Indiana is... Awful. And they are one of two teams, them, maybe the Houston Rockets, that are basically putting all of their chips on the trading block, right? And that's a lot of scoring that's most likely not going to be on their team, which opens up that cavernous hole of who's going to score. And I believe this is the answer. Somebody's got to score. This is Kevin Porter Jr. last year when there was legit nobody else on the team, right? If you put these guys on a G League team, like Dwayne Bacon scored 50 or 60 in a G League because there's nobody else to fill the basket, same thing here. It doesn't mean he's he's fantastic. I believe he actually is. But I believe when you add in the fact that this is a good rookie, a good young player, scrappy, checks all the categories, checks all the baskets, when he 
has the usage that I think he's going to have in the second half, his numbers are going to be great, and he's going to be in the running for rookie of the year. But what do I buy? A hoops card? I don't really wonder hoops card. They suck. Hoops hot rookie signature, flux signature. You can buy his. If you go so far the highest, the flux one of one auto, like the actual one of one auto of him, is under a thousand dollars or best offer. If you saw it by highest price, because I did. I mean, I try to research for these shows. You know, go by highest price. Are you just going to open? My my play would be to go there, this, right there. The flux auto one of one. Or, this is Oregon. Yeah. I mean, that's the most expensive card of him. It's a college, so what do you do with that? What do you, I mean, you know, I don't want to buy a college card of him, even though it's a one of one. My, my play would be uh, to go message Josh Luber and in his <laughs> last post put a uh, release schedule, nothing else. And do you just, buy Panini? Everyone, you everyone buy digital? Huh? Do you buy Panini Digital? No, I think Panini Digital sucks. I'm sorry, Mount Rushmore cards. Dude. I, I, I apologize. I'm a little bit like uh, today, so I'm, I'm a little bit sticky. So, guys, <laughs> I apologize in advance. Uh, but no, dude, I don't think they do a good job with their company. I really don't. And you, with Panini Digital, this you're is tough because I <clears throat> you're kind of going in and out. Am I really? Yeah. Those How guys, is that possible? Now you, now you, I'm going to take a picture of you again. Awesome. I'm going to send it to you later. What, what could possibly not be? I don't working? know. But you just How was that possible? I don't know, man. But it's okay. We carry on. We power through. But this, this is you're frozen again. This is part of the point, right? This is the this is part of the, the you know the, the whole drama here. Um, what am I supposed to? Where am I supposed to invest? You know, you can pick a guy. You can have a sound investment strategy. You know, and say, all right, this guy's going to get additional usage. There's going to be a you know a wide open hole for him to just basically put up crazy numbers as a rookie. What, what do you do with that information when there's no cards to invest in? I By the time Flawless comes think, out next year. I think you demand change. I think you message the company and you – you. I think that collectively on, on Instagram and in these communities, we have a little bit too much of us fighting within each other versus collectively holding companies accountable. Like I think sure. this is probably um, – a culmination of things that Panini has dropped the ball over the years that people have let them get away with. And now this, it's not like last year, the release was, you know, prison release of, of the guys was in September and now it's in March. This has probably happened over time. So I think a little bit of us is we need to vote with our dollars and hold companies accountable. I mean, that makes I, sense. I think, I think it's bad business. I, I don't know any other way to put it. My play is way better because you don't have to wait for the release. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't buy crystal art. I don't buy hoops, and I definitely don't buy Panini and NFT cards. But if you did, it's probably one buck, two right. bucks. So it, if that's your move, I don't hate it. I don't think it's a terrible move at all. When I'm done with something, I'm really done with it. And I don't like when I was done with Top Shot. I'm done with Top Shot. Um, Panini Digital, same thing. I don't think either of the companies did it well from an uh, investment standpoint. Okay. I would probably pick Top Shot over Panini Digital, though, if you were to ask me. Okay. All right. What do you got? What, what do you mean what do I got? You said your play is better than mine. I want to hear way, what your play is. Way better. So episode, let me tell you guys, this was maybe six weeks ago. Are you going back to the Rafael Nadal play? Uh, first, I'm going to tell you guys about why I'm the greatest, and then I'm going to give you my play so you listen to me more. It's frozen again. I'm not frozen. I'm right here. I'm not frozen. Stop saying I'm frozen. You saying I'm frozen makes me frozen. I'm not frozen. Yeah, you're back. Episode 541, the 41-minute <laughs> Now you are I a feel- black screen with a spinny thing, and now your face is now your face is frozen. Now you're back. You're back. But you're doing good. Episode okay. 541. 541. Episode 541, 41 minute mark. I talk about Rafa Nadal, his his legacy being cemented as one of the greats. Am I really that bad, Cage? Is my, is my audio No, you're good video? now. Okay. Episode 541, 41 minute mark. How Nadal is cemented as one of the greats of tennis. Top three, top one, whatever. And he's still playing, adding to his legacy. And this card was five, six, seven hundred bucks then. Now there's one ending on auction. 
1800, 1900. I don't know where it'll close. I believe the exact same thing is going to happen with Roger Federer. Same exact thing. And you could go to the well with the same play. So let me show you. I think this card might go up in value even without you guys having, even without him having to play. So let's go right here. Roger Federer. Here's this cards. Here's that insane boom that he had up to $9,000. I don't know who was buying that card last year. Dude, if you guys want to see what the NFT market looks like, this little chart right here is what we're living through in NFTs. But in cards, we're not. So we have this insane boom, 9,000 bucks last year. The card we're looking at is 2003 Net Pro Elite PSA 10. Now it's 1590. 1590, 9,000 to 1590. What has he done? The guy's a goat, the greatest of all time. No one is swaggier than Fed. If Fed is swaggy, Rafa is the heart. You know, Rafa's the bull, Fed is, I don't know, what's a very elegant animal? A giraffe. Okay. <laughs> but look at his card price, 1590 right now. And Rafa already is selling for more than that. And Rafa's probably going to sell in the 2500 range for this card. Now, Fed isn't retired. Fed's going to play again. He's probably going to have one or two more tournaments. I'm assuming he comes back for Wimbledon because that's always his surface. He had knee issues, the grass, it makes it easier. You can buy this card for $15.90. It's a long-term hold. This is the Brady of the sport. Brady Manning. Imagine what happens to both of their cards if they meet in the Wimbledon final. Forget about it. You know, as I say, forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Rafa, six weeks ago, five episode 541, 30 episodes ago, less than six weeks ago. Rafa and um, Roger Federer, episode 576. I'll see you guys in July when he's back for Wimbledon. We'll, we'll have another conversation, ladies and gentlemen. I like Federer. Yeah, who doesn't like Fed? I like him. How much of the, the comp, though, on Nadal is the recency bias? You know, it's one auction, it's one day. What does Card Ladder have Nadal at? By comparison. Tell you right now, Rafael Nadal, right? Do they not have any Nadal cards or am I spelling his name wrong? They don't have Nadal cards. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't run these companies. It's interesting, man. It's interesting stuff. It really is. All right. Well, listen, I like the tennis stuff. But that's a heck of a spike. Tennis is looking at one of those where now it's basically back. Those cards are back down to where they were before any of that run up. 9,000 down to 1,500. That's uh, pro, not pro. Not pro, not heck pro. of a drop. The Nepro Elite. You pull up a PSA 9 on all. Is the Nepro Elite the same? The Nepro 2000? Those are the same cards? They're numbered out of 2,000? The one you pulled up is numbered. The back of the card is out of 2,000? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. It's um, one out of 2,000. Yeah. I, I don't think they're actually numbered out of 2,000. They're not. It's just they're, one of 2,000. Yeah. Um, I mean, here it is. It, the PSA 9, just to give you guys context, I can't find the 10, is it was 250-ish, you know, before the tournament. Now it's 500, 495. So double the price. There you go. 100% it's recency. 100%. Same year, actually. Rafa doesn't play. mean... Doesn't mean it's wrong. I mean, he has now more majors than anybody else. I mean, it's, you know, this is a little bit of a, I don't want to say a surprise. I mean, he's a high-ranked player. But how many times has he won the EAO? Two, maybe, I think. He struggled. He, he's, he's, a clay, he's a clay player, right? He's, he, you know, he, he was, the beginning of his career, that was that was his thing. Like, he's going to win all the clay. He's going to win the French, right? Tennis knowledge from the fat guy. <laughs> Memorizing is one of the easiest things to do. Remember in school they told us not to. But I watched him. I watched him play. I mean, I know Nadal. He his he doesn't have the same head of hair anymore that he had when he came up. I remember when he came up. <laughs> Great requires stress. This thing is going to be gone very soon, ladies and gentlemen. Cage is not stressed at all. He's beautiful. Yes, this did not exist before I met you. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> what What's the most stressful thing that I do? Oh, man. I don't know, man. You know, pick fights. I'm going to say that. Pick fights. Pick fights. For no reason, right? Yeah, pick fights. Is, well, I would not say no reason. As a matter of fact, I mean, you pick fights, you you, you know, you have topics and you kind of go after people. But I don't. I think I'd be hard-pressed to find one you did for no reason. I think you always have a reason. 
So it's just an know. arbitrary reason. No, but you know what I told you a million times, man. I mean, like I could quote Jay Z. There's a Jay Z quote for everything, right? We talk about you know what what they eat don't make me shit, right? Right? How about this? The wise man once told me, "Don't argue with fools because from a distance you can't tell who is who." Right? That's this is the fool. <laughs> you become the fool. That's exactly right. Fools man. Goldberg. Fools Goldberg. <laughs> I love it. Fools Gold. Listen, I got. Dude, listen, I got a shout board, out, man. I haven't fucking boxed in like three days. I'm trying yeah, to do box. You're boxing on Instagram instead. Let me give a shout out to to the man I see out there living his best life. Shy way vlogs. Right? He went through like a metamorphosis. He like anymore. cut his hair. It's you know, a shy way. Okay, shy way, right? So he, there is no vlog. And, and he's just in Hawaii. I mean, and with like thank you cards, like here I am. I'm in a card store in Hawaii. I'm in a um um you know I'm parasailing, I'm climbing a mountain. I mean, I love it. And I'm I, I watch the story. I'm wait and he also leaves me hanging. Cause he started this whole Hawaii trip with like I just bought the biggest card I ever bought in my life. And then you'll see an update. I'm like, oh, let's see what the card is. You know, is it another kaboom? <laughs> like, what, what is it? And it's it's not. It's a picture of him eating. It's a picture of him, you know, climbing a mountain. You know, it's a, it's a, on a beach. Where's the damn card? Leave me hanging, man. Yeah, but I mean, I uh, we are in a great time in in this hobby. Really, I mean. I love the folks who are in here. I love the community. Let's take a second and say happy Lunar New Year to anybody who celebrates that. You know, to anybody out there who doesn't realize Andrew and I have a competitive advantage against all of you, we thought forward enough to 576 episodes to the success we'd be having. We knew that while everybody else out there would be falling off the map, podcasts would be canceled. People would just stop doing it because no one could do the daily grind 576 episodes that we do. You know what starts today? The year of the tiger. Is that is that a fact? Year of the tiger, my man. What was this last is, year? The year of this the dragon? is the year we win. No, dragons in two years. I'm a dragon. I know that surprises you. Year of the tiger. Mm-hmm. Lunar New Year today. Happy New Year, the folks out there. It's uh, we got a cool comment on uh, my post this morning, uh, saying I don't, I don't. I either I, I win or I learn with a tiger in the background. And Spinatron uh-huh. came in there and said, great post on Lunar New Year with the tiger because it's Year of the Tiger. Check this yeah. out. Year of the Tiger, man. Yep. Is it? Yeah. That's it. Year of the Tiger. Fireworks? Yeah, cool fireworks. That's it. Happy Lunar New Year. And if you check out my post, man, I, I put it in there. I got the tigers. I got me, you. I got the tiger mask on, a little coin that says Year of the Tiger on it. And according to the Chinese Zodiac, the tiger is passionate, follows that passion, but does it with ethics. I couldn't have picked a better two traits to describe Luca Nation, to describe the community we're building. Passionate, but above board. Love it. Happy Lunar New Year. You're the tiger, man. On the alt, buying their cards on eBay and listing them on alt.com. Dude, are you card porn? Are people just coming to you with like like the rumors and you're just like boom, you just yeah, hey, somebody came to me with this. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it today without doing any real research and put Cage on the spot. <laughs> is, 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 are you card porn well, like sure my role in the hobby? I'm not really a journalist, I'm more of a talker. Yeah, that should evolve into being a journalist, but like, it makes me sad. I don't know. Listen, here's the thing, right? If somebody like that comes to us, right? We believe our audience. We, you know, you you know, you, you give us the evidence, the whole nine yards. But we now have a platform where if you think Alt's doing something, or you think Rally Road's doing something, let's invite them on. You have to give people a chance, right? You have to give people. Here's what we were presented with. What what is happening? What tell us what happened? Give us the timeline. Let's you know, let's hear it. People will come on, man. People will come, Ray. People will come. They will gladly hand you their money and stay for a while. Cage is more mature than me. I'm older than you. Uh, I have been kicked in the balls by life quite a few more times than you have. Well, it's like frustrating because I like some of these platforms. I like all of these platforms. Dude, I you love old. I love, I love Rally Road. Old. But like, 
I love all the fractional stuff. It's amazing how far that space has come in the last four or five years. Hmm. The gist of the story. <laughs> Where's the story coming from? Facts or fiction is all buys cards off of eBay. Okay. Lift them on their platform. Okay. And then one of the cards, I think, or two, where some of them were FLIR uh, BMGs. I think one was um, Lewis Hamilton. Were bought by Alex O'Hanahan. Uh, okay. Nian. Yeah. Uh, Serena Williams' husband. Yes. So. Is there a conflict of interest? Alexis is an investor in Alt. Alt used investor funds to buy this card off of eBay, relisted it, then he comes in and buys it on Alt. I don't know, man. That's why I bring it up here because the older I get, the more murky things get. I, I don't know. He's an investor. I mean, that dude's an investor in literally everything. <laughs> you know, we got an opportunity for a lot of conflicts of interest, is all I'm saying. Call me Crazy Joe, but my name's <laughs> They used to call me Crazy Joe. Now they call me Batman. Who knows? That different episode, different vibe. You guys could tell. Listen, man. I mean, I like giving plays. Your play is awesome. Um, because I think most people would say that Federer is probably uh, a tick above Nadal. And if you could buy the Federer cards now for what looks like less than the same card that Nadal's selling for because of recency. Yeah, I think you've identified a you know, an arbitrage there. I think you've identified a, a good play. Mine it was more to point out a flaw in the market, and you nailed it. You can pick the right guy. You can have the right instincts. But what the hell do you do with it? Uh, my loyalty cage is to, like, our audience. Like, I want to do right by our audience. I want to make them money. That's why when I have a Rafa play and it was 600 bucks and it's 2000 plus now, I get pumped. I love it. When I give an NFT pick or to anybody, my buddy, and they make money, feels good. I don't care about these companies. I don't run these companies. One day they'll ask me to be the CEO and we'll run it Ooh, better. No, we care about these companes. Dude, we care about can every I, single one of these companies. Can I finish? Yeah, go ahead. I want to help make our audience money because I know money changes your life. Winning is more fun than fun is fun. When you've got money in your pocket, you could pay off loans. You could take your girlfriend out. You could go on vacation. You could take care of your mom. I've never really had money in my life. And when I started making money, I saw the confidence and the things that changed with it. First, so, you get the money. Then you get the power. Then you get the respect. It's what you need so, in life. So today, I'm excited because when I say I don't care about the companies, mm -hmm. well, I'm very grateful to partner with SGC because mm -hmm. we did our first 50 free sub giveaway. That already popped. It's graded and on the way back to us. And there's awesome cards in there. I'll break the news. One of the cards on there is a Steph Curry Purple Origins. And it got a gold label. Mm -hmm. And what was cool about that was the guy who sent us that card DM me and said, this is the cleanest card I've ever saw. So don't be out there acting all shady like, oh, did they hook it up? No, that was a beautiful card. And we got 50 free grades. So this guy- And there were fours in the sub, by the way. Just so you know, huh? there's the fours, fives. Yeah. It wasn't just gold, gold labels. It was the fours, fives. Wait, no, this guy, great, this guy looked over his card. He's like, this is a gorgeous card. So we knew it had a shot at a gold label. Uh, he DM. But now this guy's out of pocket, nothing. Got his cards back in a month. That's cool, man. A gorgeous yeah, card hits label. the market. Gorgeous card hits the market. He's able to make money. SGC's happy. We're happy. I like that stuff. I like helping our community out. That's what I lean into. And as much as I, you know, order, rally, I don't have loyalty to them. I want them to take care of their customers the way that we do. And if I'm wrong, I'll always admit I'm wrong and I maybe jump to conclusions early. But I do also want to bring these things up because I do have a platform. I'm not out there doing gotcha politics. I'm just raising concerns that other people have. Listen, I'm with you. Um, you know, I want to talk to rally also. Uh, I want to talk to all these folks. I love what you're doing. I went dark for a second because. Because you are. Um, no, because. Um, and no one's accusing or canceling them. We do it in a respectful manner. Yeah. No, I, I mean, listen. You are pointing out something that somebody brought to you, and that's fine. 
There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'd like to get to the bottom of it because I think that's kind of what we do. Um, and, you know, and uh, on that particular issue, let's leave it as to be continued, guys. And the fun part about that is like when I used to watch Batman as a kid and they left a cliffhanger, you know, the Batboat was about to crash into something. The Batmobile was about to crash into something. God bless. Um, they would say, they'd say, Tune in tomorrow for the exciting conclusion. Same bad channel, same bad time. So, guys, you know, with us, we'll be here tomorrow, and tomorrow's tomorrow. So, we will, as soon as we get any additional information, we'll 100% fill you in and complete the story, uh, complete the close the loop on this, as they say. Fun one today, man. I like when you got a little bit of piss and vinegar in you. I want to move to Miami. I'm sick of Mexico or Tampa. I mean, Recruit me. You're going to so pay. You have three weeks to, to pitch me to come to your city. You're going to pay IBMs are open. as much for one month in Miami as you pay for one year in Mexico. I'm not sure you. I'm not sure that that's true. People think it's cheap to live in Tulum. We pay 2500 for a two-bedroom kind of – it's not like a luxury, but it's a newer apartment. It's not cheap here. It's overpriced. Two be- well, I mean, whatever. I don't think you're getting a fancy two-bedroom you know, on the beach in Miami for two grand, though. Well, I'm, I'm making a little moves, and if I have to, you know, do a little bit of this in the NFT space and sell a little bit of that, and you know, you know, Frank, you need me to go. I go on. This, I hit the streets for you. I make a mill here, a mill there. We get the five mil. Quick. I'm you know what that's from? What's that? Oh, you're making moves. You're making moves on the side now. It's a casino. I did, a, I did a horrible version of Al Pacino's horrible accent. That was Scarface. Have you ever seen Scarface? I have seen Scarface. But the, the movie is so hard to remember scenes because there's so many gunshots. It like rings in your head. It, you kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's so violent that you forget everything and you just remember the blood and the violence. The one scene where he's smoking a cigar in that fat-ass tub is kind of. Kind of cool. Oh, the pelican! Look at the pelican! <laughs> yeah. I never enjoyed smoking in a bathtub, though, because you get very hot. It's wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> Why are you smoking in a bathtub? You ever had uh, your lady friend or your girlfriend that you have, you know, like on a vacation and you, you look in Vegas, you have those tubs, and you're like, yo, let's have some fun? You never? And get, get in the bathtub and smoke. That's not what I would call fun. Bro, what? You listen, to, you listen to music, you light some candles. You, you lay know. there in your own filth, smoking and ashing on each other. Look, no We're way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm that dirty. Like, I don't know <laughs> well, then, poor girl in the bathtub with you if you're not that dirty. Missing an opportunity. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.